1: Boy, it is New Hampshire uh, Day. It's the primary day. They're, they're going to be voted. They've already voted, I guess, in, in uh, Dixville Notch. I think they call it up there in New Hampshire. And uh, we are lucky enough to get Tanya J. Powers on the phone this morning for Fox News Radio uh, in New Hampshire. Tanya, good morning to you. How are you?
2: Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm
1: doing all right. You are starting your day
2: early, huh? <laughs> As always, there is no sleep when you cover a, a campaign or an election, and and rightfully so. There's just too much going on.
1: Yeah, it's true. You know, I I've, I've watched some of the some of the speeches from up there. I've also watched, like for example, the uh, the Real Clear Politics average on what people are expecting out of New Hampshire. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any feeling on the ground that that's going to be different than what the polls have been reflecting?
2: You know, it's it's interesting you ask that because yesterday I I covered uh, the last Nikki Haley rally before today's vote. Uh, last night it was in Salem, uh, New Hampshire, about you know, maybe twenty thirty minutes away from New and Nashua, uh, where I am now, and it it was there was a lot of energy. Of course, that was that would be what you would expect from a presidential campaign, especially the night before um, a. Primary, I, I tell you the thing that I found most interesting, and I talked to a lot of people there. I was trying to get a feel for how long people had been supporters of hers, were they, because she's been crisscrossing the state trying to peel off those independent voters. That's where that's that's a lot of what her campaign has really been focused on um, in the last, you know, in the run up to this primary is you know they're they're courting the people who haven't made up their minds yet, and. It's easy to kind of sit back and go, well, either you're a Trump supporter or you're or you're you know you're another supporter, you know. Period. It's not quite that simple for for some of these folks because some of them uh, that I talked to identified themselves as independents. Uh, some of them told me that yesterday is when they decided that they were going to vote for her. It is down to the wire for some of some of the folks who are making that choice. Um, they obviously you know they take voting here very seriously. Uh, just like they do in Iowa, this is this is one of the two states, especially uh, Iowa and New Hampshire, where if you're an, uh, if you're a voter, you're probably going to either have run into one of the candidates someplace who's you know been courting people here for quite some time. Or you've you've seen them speak or you've you've met them in somebody's house or it's, it's a real hands on sort of thing here. You know, they take it very seriously. Tanya, this is Kim. H- have you had a chance mm-hmm. to catch up with any former DeSantis supporters who have made their decision on whether to jump on board with Trump or Haley? Some of them told me that they had they had liked DeSantis. They had. I don't know if they were necessarily, you know, gung ho about it. Many of them told me they the issue they had with not with DeSantis but with, you know, overall uh, choosing a candidate on the GOP side, they don't want they don't want someone who is either Trump's or Biden's age in the White House. Oh. I kept hearing that a good bit. Um obviously, you know, they were more keen to talk about, you know, the pros of of their chosen candidate. But when you kind of drill down, several of them told me of all ages, by the way, uh, across the board, voters, I talked to young voters, older voters, you know, uh, middle aged voters. There were several people who told me that was a big concern of theirs. They didn't want, you know, either one of them in the White House. Uh, not necessarily for political reasons. Some of them definitely were for political reasons. Others just said, "These, you know, we need somebody who is younger to lead the country. We do not need two octogenarians in the White House." And that was, you know, of course, that's one of the things that. Nikki Haley's campaign has, has all, or already said. Yeah. Some of the voters, though, seemed very concerned
1: about that. Yeah. Tanya J. Powers with us from New Hampshire this morning. We we picked up a uh, – the news has been reporting on a fake Biden robocall that's been going out yeah. to, to voters. Is that – is is this believed to be a widespread problem up there in New Hampshire? Do they have any idea who's I, who's behind it?
2: I don't know. No, at this point they're, they're not – they they don't know who's behind it. I will say that uh, the New Hampshire Attorney General's office is looking into it. They said multiple voters got the calls. Uh, at this point, it's not clear just how many people got them. But you know, yeah, they they basically were an AI, you know, attempt to mimic you know the president's voice and used you know one of his phrases, you know, what a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. Um. In the in the robocall, uh, it, it one of the pieces of that story that that kind of may get overlooked a little bit today is you know when we talk about you know scams and and you know, robocalls and you know scam calls in general um you know phishing and spoofing are two of the things that we hear about it seems like they they may have employed something kind of like that whoever is responsible for this because it looked like it was a, it was false but it, it it they showed up on people's phones as like it was coming from the personal cell phone number of a former state democratic party chair hmm. Uh, who has been help, helping run uh, a super PAC for that does the Biden write-in campaign? Um, that's this was you know it was part of the fake, you know nature about this call. But that's they had kind of set it up to where it looked like it was coming from this woman's personal cell phone, and it, it wasn't. Uh, this was one of those you know things that scammers employ as well. So it was you know they're looking into it. They're investigating this. T- Tanya,
1: what time do things wrap up up there tonight?
2: Uh, it depends on what part of the state you're in. Okay. Uh, I think some of the polls close at 7. I think all of them are closed by 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll know something after that. And, you know, when you talk to me in the morning, I will have about five minutes of sleep. So yes. I <laughs> can tell you right now, there's just no telling. You'll get the unfiltered me tomorrow. So look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I hope you get a nap at
1: some point today. Tanya J. Powers, thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Uh, Fox News' Tanya J. Powers up in uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. Not much sleep for her, I'm sure, because she does morning radio for Fox mm-hmm. all the time. I heard her on last night in the evening uh, live up there in uh, for Fox News Radio. Yeah. And she's right. She's going to be at this all day and I'm um, and back at it tomorrow morning.
2: Here's what I'll tell you. I have family in New Hampshire, and I can tell you they are big Trump fans. Oh, good. So we should have gotten
1: them on the phone. That would have been great. Yeah. No kidding. Well, anyway, I I still think this is going to be a pretty lopsided vote uh, at the end of the day. We'll see what happens. I did grab that soundbite earlier from uh, uh, um, Brian Kilmeade. He got to be on Trump's plane last night as he headed out. I'm going to play that for you. I'll play the first part of it for you right now, and then we'll get to more of it a little later. Uh, He got to go on the president's private plane and then fly up to New Hampshire uh, for the speech that he was uh, giving last night. Here it is. Whoops, hold on, Carl. That is operator error on my part. Let me let me get the audio turned up here. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. All right. To close out this primary, that this is the last election. This is your third one, but the last, have you getting retrospective at all? I don't think of it that way. It is, but I don't think of it that way. I think this is uh, just as enthusiastic as I was for the first. I mean, we did great with the first. And I will say we had tremendous enthusiasm for one and two far more for this one than I've ever seen before. We had, you have to see the crowds we're getting. I, we have never seen enthusiasm like this. And I think a big part of that, they liked the job I did. All right, Mr. President, I know you have a speech to make. I appreciate the tour. What's your approach? Final, final, uh, locking out New Hampshire? Well, we wanna close it up. I think we will close it up. I think it's gonna be very successful and we're having a lot of fun. Where are the notes? Where's the teleprompter? I What's going on? I don't need too many notes, unlike, uh-huh. unlike Biden. Right, have a good time, everybody. <laughs> Biden. Biden, and like Biden, I don't need too many notes. He said, and uh, off he went. There, there'll be. A, well, I've got another clip from him as well that we'll play coming up here shortly.